0: the summer skate studios. IceTimeHockeyWest.com presents the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast brought to you by Liberty University. Bring your faith and your game to the premier ACHA M1 program on the East Coast. See us at Liberty.edu. Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com, your hockey superstore with three valley locations and across the country at BehindTheMask.com. Central Oklahoma University, a top-ranked education and an elite college hockey experience. For more information, go to uco.edu or ucohockey.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas or 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson for lunch or catering your next office party. We are the best of barbecue Las Vegas style. UNLV Hockey. Follow the Skate and Rebels Championship Quest. For tickets and schedule information, go to RebelHockey.com. Top Golf, play around, food, fun, golf, something for everyone at TopGolf.com. Adrian College, championship hockey culture and a nationally rated small private school education at AdrianBulldogs.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and casinos with Caesars Rewards members can enjoy rates as low as $10 a room. University of Arizona Hockey. Be a part of building not just a championship culture, but the future. Visit ArizonaWildcatHockey.org. Summer Skates. Order your custom koozies or shower shoes at SummerSkates.com and show your game in comfort and style. San Diego State University Hockey. Sun, sand, and hockey, as well as a top-flight education at sdsu.edu and sdsuhockey.com. Jets Pizza. Go to jetspizza.com to find the location near you and create your own unique pizza with all of our different crusts and fresh toppings. And Oklahoma University Hockey, the action you crave only faster at ouhockey.net. The American Collegiate Hockey Top Twenty Podcast is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com dot com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Stephen Marsh.
1: Oh, right. Well, welcome in, hockey fans. Anywhere that you may be listening to us tonight on the Podbean app. Scott Strandy with you tonight in beautiful Palm Springs, California, where it's cooled off. It's only about 110 today. Um, and I do mean that's cooled off. Uh, my co host, as always, Stephen Marsh, joining me from that beautiful championship city of Las Vegas, Nevada. Stephen, we are kicking off season number one of the ACH Top 20 podcast. How do you feel? And are you ready to go to kick off another year?
2: I am doing well. This is episode one. I thought we've already had a few episodes.
1: No, this is episode one of the new season. Oh, the new season. Yeah, the new season starts in Listen, July, and this is the but, very first show. And you but know, the same, but, of,
2: the, but the show name is staying the same, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's just a new season. New season starts. so We've been we, renewed.
2: We, That's good. We've been renewed.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I will also tell you that I was thinking about who should we have on for a guest to start off the new season. And yesterday was the 4th of July. And uh, you know, Liberty University, Red, White, and Blue. Well, we have other Red, White, and Blue teams too. But why not bring on Kirk Andy? Because he's the guy that uh, really understands what uh, this is all about. Uh, he's been with us from the start, the first one to sign on as uh, as a partner with us, and um, we're excited. So I thought, that's it. I'm going to ask Kirk if he doesn't mind staying up late tonight and coming on. So he'll be on with us uh, very soon. In the meantime, um, how are things in the Championship City? You guys calmed down a little bit yet, or is it still running wild?
2: Well, it's it's running wild but because of the 4th of July. I think the, the fireworks kept going off in the city here until... Probably after twelve o'clock or something, people shooting off their own fireworks, and um, and of course we had a couple of hotels with the uh, properties with the uh, fireworks shows, so that was uh, that was cool. But but yeah, I think things have calmed down. A couple of the Golden Knights players are still here in town. They were in the parade yesterday connection. in Summerlin, but uh, other than that, it's pretty calm. It's, it seems like the page is kind of already turning to next season with development camp Somehow going on this lost week. My connection. And uh, yeah, so I mean, it's it's exciting, and uh, the Stanley Cup is in the process of being engraved, which I thought was cool that they're doing that before the players get the uh, get the get a chance to take it around and, and take it for a day. So that's that's exciting. But uh, so uh, yeah, I think things have kind of things are kind of calmed down a little bit. I think it'll calm down more here in the next few weeks once everything kind of settles settles in a little bit.
1: All right. So let me ask you this: Can you hear me?
2: I can, yeah. I heard a little rustling in the background there. That you were losing me or something. Well, but for the- some reason, my my uh, my. Um, Come on, this is a new season now. We got to be in top shape here. We're, we I know. Gotta be, I, I, we're, we're not in the off season here. You t- you keep telling I, me no off season, no off season, no off season. I bumped something, <laughs> and the next thing I know, I'm uh, completely
1: off the air, and it's going just through my phone, not through my headphones. So. I don't know. Anyway, as, as long as you can hear me, I can hear you loud and clear. So I'm assuming I'll be able to hear Coach Handy when he comes on as well. So um, I'll talk without the mic and without the headphones, and hopefully it goes well.
2: Okay. What could go wrong there?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let me try something real quick. I'm going to try my mute button. So t- Did you hear that?
2: <laughs> no, I didn't.
1: Oh, good. Then the mute button works.
2: We're all good to go. <laughs> I can
1: operate. <laughs> anyway, anyway, anyway. Uh, so yeah, so, so it's
2: uh, and it's you know it's hot. It's right in the middle of summer, so it's uh, it's been warm here, but that's to be expected in July in Vegas. Okay,
1: so so I'm looking at the Liberty website, and I'm going like, gee whiz, he's got and, and he being Kirk because August 18th as his informational meeting and tryouts on August 20th. Oh I sent you a screenshot of the uh, the tryout uh, countdown clock, if you will. So it's not going to be long, Stephen, until these guys are on the ice. like 45 days and counting until, uh, until these guys are on the ice trying out. Uh, I believe game number one, and we'll get with Kirk on this, is like a month later on September 15th. But... Goodness gracious! I mean, uh, you talk about a fast off season if well, there really was one.
2: Well, it's it's fast. It may not. It may seem for us it may that way because we were deep in coverage of the pro teams with the Firebirds and the. Uh, Golden Knights, but the ACHA season ended in March in uh, in Boston, so it's been uh, it's been a little bit. <laughs> it seems like an eternity yeah. ago since the ACHA season ended. But it's also, you know, I saw Nick today. He was uh, watching a little bit of development camp today for the Golden Knights. Nick Raboni, I should mention the UNLV assistant coach and getting some intel i guess on how they run some of the drills and stuff which i thought was kind of was kind of cool and uh and so it's uh yeah i mean it's they're they're getting things ready they're they're exci- they're getting excited for their season and their schedule be coming out soon and liberties is already out so uh it's uh it's getting it's getting to be that close that's why. Uh, I need to get my hibernation in soon because no, I, won't
1: have not going to be, I told you about this. You, you don't hibernate. You're not a bear. Okay. Anyway, let's, uh, let, let's quit playing around because we've got some serious hockey to talk about. We've got the head coach joining us from Liberty university. We've got Kirk Andy on the line with us coach. First of all, how are you? How was your 4th of July? And like I was telling Stephen before you came on, it seems only fitting that we start off a new season right after the 4th of July, with the head coach from Liberty University on.
3: How are you? I'm doing great, guys. Thanks so much for having me on. Yeah, I, uh, this uh, 4th of July was kind of special. I uh, just finished my interview for my uh, citizenship. So I am oh, uh, I just need to be, yeah, I am almost all the way there. I just need to be uh, sworn in. So uh, nice. exciting, exciting process for us. So. I finally did it after being down here for 27 years. So, <laughs> well, welcome aboard. <laughs> there's, no,
2: there's no wrong. There's no wrong time to do it. So you know, 27 years, no, no big deal.
1: <laughs> okay, so before we start talking Liberty uh, Flames hockey, a uh, couple things we get uh, got to get out of the way here. First and foremost, how are the boys? How is the hockey camps going for them in particular? And then we'll get into your camps. But how's the summer been for them?
3: Well, it's been great. We had, uh, we finished three hockey camps, had over 250 campers so far, and it's been fantastic. We just had last week, uh, 150, uh, 15 to 17 year old, uh, uh, boys in or young men, I guess in to visit the campus. So it's, it's been fantastic.
1: Love it. Okay. Now how about your boys though? I know they're all your boys, but I'm <laughs> your family boys.
3: <laughs> yeah, they're, they're doing great. They, uh, They've been at the Liberty Camps, and uh, Quinn Ryan, a former player of ours who's playing in the East Coast Hockey League, uh, League, he's been in working with them at the rink. So it's it's been great. They've had a great summer so far.
1: Okay. Uh, Stephen's going to get some questions in here in a minute, but the other thing i got to ask you about, you probably heard the news today. uh, Your friend, Greg Powers and Arizona State, making the jump to be an NCHC hockey team how excited are you for that, watching what he did from ACHA to now being in one of the premier NCAA conferences?
3: Super excited for him. I actually shot Greg a text earlier uh, when I found out, and uh, it's super exciting for him. I know that the journey that he's had has been unbelievable uh, from the moment that they knew they are getting the donation to going independent to the first couple of years, playing a lot of games on the road, and then the last couple of years, playing uh, playing a bunch at home and the new facility they have. So super excited for him. Uh, Arizona State Hockey, I believe, is primed uh, to kind of take that next step as well.
1: Yeah, totally, totally agree with you. Um, I was telling Stephen also before you came on, Kirk, that I'm looking at your website and I see the countdown clock and I'm going like, are you kidding me? Tryouts and information uh, in the middle of August already. It seems like the season just ended, and then Stephen reminded me that no, uh, the season for you guys ended, you know, in April or March. Yeah, and, so it seems uh, like an eternity
2: ago, but also seems like it wasn't that long ago.
3: Yeah, I'm not sure that my wife likes that countdown clock either, but uh, <laughs> it yeah, it's it's coming fast and furious at us, and uh, you know, I uh, I was actually uh, doing some some work today on some stuff and and just realize that you know uh really once you get to kind of the middle of of july you're really within 30 days of most of players being back we kind of start up i believe it's uh, august the 21st is when classes start so guys will be in you know anywhere from the 15th of august on
2: so what goes on for you now in this in this window now between today and what your tryouts in August, is there much more that you need to do behind the scenes? Can you kind of take back a step back a little bit and enjoy at least the summer months or is it, are you full on in preparation mode for the season uh, at this point?
3: Well, for sure you can. And, and partly uh, that's because, you know, guys are, are not here in town. There's only probably seven or eight guys still in town and there's no scheduled practices, so from that standpoint, uh, there's, you know, y- you don't have that pressure on you. I think for us, it's just trying to finalize our roster. We really have, you know, only a couple spots open that we're really trying to finalize here. And uh, we, we like the group that we have who's coming back in. And and then a lot of it for us is just planning out uh, road trips. You know, we've got our uh, a trip out to Minot. We've got the Chicago Showcase. So some complex uh, road trips that require more than just hopping on a bus and going six hours it's uh it's uh some some complex road trips we're trying to work through the logistics on and make sure we've got you know tickets bought and and uh, hotels arranged so we're all set to go and hit the ground running once our players get here
2: so you get all that stuff done before the season all your road trips and everything planned and booked and uh before the the season starts
3: Yes, we like to get all the stuff done ahead of time, Uh, you know, it just allows us to do, you know, to shop around and to make sure that we've got, you know, the the right hotels at the right prices, especially with the airline tickets uh, uh, to Minot, That's that's a complex one. Uh, as well
0: (laughs) yeah I
1: can I can vouch for that that's not an easy trip
2: but you guys are going in September so hopefully it won't be too cold there you guys are smart going in September and not going in January.
3: yeah I've I've learned my lessons over the years I think I get a little smarter uh you know and and tell and tell Wyatt you know hey we'll come out to you but it's got to be in September October (laughs) love
1: it we've we've talked before Kirk about the the crossover between ACHA and NCAA and how important that is I think for both sides and um, you know Greg's evolution and and what my nots doing this year playing Colorado College and uh, and Denver and um, Colorado College taking on um, Simon Fraser uh, it, it's really kind of cool and I know I've asked you before but I think it's worth mentioning again um, how important is that for the growth of college hockey. To, uh, to be able to have that crossover exhibitions, if you will.
3: It's huge. It's huge for the ACHA, and I believe it's huge for growing college hockey. It's interesting. I was just talking to a, uh, a brand-new coach at UNC in North Carolina, and we are talking about how he wants to kind of grow his program, and, and I said to him, hey, listen, we'd be willing to have you up for a game just like we have uh, in years gone by with NC State. We usually do it every year. And part of the reason is, People have been very kind to Liberty University over the years, Penn State, Arizona State, Long Island, uh, Anchorage, Alaska. And so I believe that we want to extend that, that same uh, opportunity for teams who are trying to continue to elevate their programs as well. And I just think it makes college hockey better when there's a willingness to, to try to grow and push everyone to the next level.
1: That brings up the obvious question, you've undoubtedly heard that Tennessee State is uh, making the jump to ACHA hockey with an intention, and you don't hear this very often, the intention of going to NCAA hockey as, uh, as things move forward. Uh, did that surprise you at all, or were you prepared for that?
3: Well, I'd heard rumblings about it. You know, I think it's fantastic when the university comes uh, on day one and says, hey, look, we're going to go ACHA. And then from there, our intentions are to go NCA. Again, I love that. I think it just, uh, you know, allows the school and allows uh, donors and allows alumni, people around the program to say, okay, we do have a clear roadmap uh, and that's, Hey, we're going to play ACHA hockey for a few years. And then we're going to try and grow this into NCA hockey, which again, I think is unbelievably huge for college hockey. If you can get, uh, you know, a university in Tennessee, then it grows the footprint of college hockey in, in such a unique way.
1: Yeah, I totally agree with you there as well. Um, I told you, I think I told you anyway, that we renamed this the American Collegiate Hockey Top Twenty because um Steven and I both felt that, that the teams that were willing to put forth the effort deserved the recognition and that's why we're doing what we're doing and and uh, we had John Camp, and I don't know if you know John from uh, the University of Georgia, but Sure they're, yeah. Yeah, they're getting a new building down there and he was excited and he goes, you know, I'm not an ACHN. I said, hey, John what you're doing though is you're putting the right foot forward to uh to represent college hockey, so come on board and uh and he was just out here in California doing some recruiting and bouncing around with uh, with alumni uh just your thought on and everything out in your area and and south of you uh seems like there's got a new fire uh underneath him if I can say that
3: absolutely you know i I really believe uh that, that the growth of college hockey is going to take off. And, and I was just talking to a gentleman on the phone today, actually from, uh, from Liberty and he was asking me about hockey and, and we got talking about it. And I, I just, I really feel even in our area here in central Virginia, you know, we've added a, a federal hockey league team. We've added an SPHL team, uh, youth hockey is growing and it's just, it really, it's very attributable to what the Carolina hurricanes have done, what the Washington Capitals have done, but especially if you look at Carolina hurricanes, you look at Nashville, you look at uh, Tampa, you look at Florida Panthers, uh, you look at Dallas stars, even some of these markets that the NHL wasn't in, uh, you know, you, you, you really are starting to see some great hockey players from some of those areas, just like we are, or, or just like we did, uh, with the LA Kings. Uh, In the early 90s, uh, we started to have a lot of hockey players come to Liberty in 93, 94, 95, 96 birth years, uh, who were part of when Gretzky went to LA, their parents got them into hockey, and then uh, hockey really took off in California. We're starting to see that in some of these other spots, Nashville, Raleigh, places like that.
2: Yeah, and then I mean, you, you look too Kurt, out here west. You know, it's it's amazing how you mentioned the Kings, and then you've got uh, team markets that you know I I think of Vegas is a perfect example. You know, six years, uh, seven years ago, they weren't even a uh, eight years ago they weren't even a, a an NHL team here. Now they're not only an NHL t- city here, but it's a it's a championship city with uh, the Stanley Cup. So I mean, that's just you know, and that got to help a program like unlv i'm sure and it being part of that it helps with their recruiting and stuff and and, and their aspirations and so it's kind of the same it's out- huge yeah
3: yeah it's huge and you, you had to rub that in because i'm a i'm a <laughs> lifelong toronto maple leaf fan oh no and uh, i actually actually heard someone in toronto say the other day uh does it make everyone feel good that vegas did this in six years with no players six years ago they had no players and now they're uh uh stanley cup champions but i you know again to your point it's going to grow college hockey uh in uh in nevada i think in an unbelievable way
1: kirk i'm gonna i'm gonna even rub it in a little bit more than i guess but on the on the <laughs> right side because uh, i i watched the hershey bears uh take on coachella valley out here and i was so impressed at what coachella did uh, this time last year Steve and i were wondering if they were even gonna have a building at all they were building it, but, uh, we had no word on their, on their logo their I guess we needed the logo, but we didn't know about a mascot or anything like that. And to see them go all the way and play the Hershey bears, who was just phenomenal. Um,
2: <laughs> the oldest so, AHL team too. You had the newest AHL team and yeah. the oldest AHL team. So that was kind of cool.
1: So your, huh. your affiliation with Washington and Hershey out there, um, that's, that's some real history too, along with Toronto.
3: Yeah. Do you, do you know what? I, uh, Toronto, I always say I'm my diehard Maple Leaf fan until the end of the first round. And then I usually have to have to
2: pick another favorite here. So you actually got second uh, round hockey this year though. So that must've been
3: yeah, yeah, quick. It was real quick this year.
2: <laughs>
1: okay. So let's, let's get back to this Liberty hockey thing here. Uh, I'm, you know, I looked at your website, I follow along as closely as I can. And, um, one guy that that caught my eye and i know he's front and center on your website in, in mason smith but tell me about mason smith and bringing him on board um the, and, and i love the little analogy sharpening his stick skills as he grows his knife business
3: <laughs> yeah Mason's a, a a really interesting guy he uh he had you know we had touch base with him earlier in the year and and uh, you know, had gone back and forth. With him had followed him throughout the year. This year, he he actually knows a, a guy who's on our Division two team at Liberty. Had played with him before, and and ha- had been in touch with us. And you know, he's a, he's a great fit for our program. He's a great fit on the ice. He's a great fit off the ice. And I I just really love his story. You know about how uh, you know how during COVID, you know his his grandparents were ill, and and uh, you know not only that but how that's just his grandparents have been his inspiration for a lot of what he's doing and and uh you know i I just think he's gonna thrive at liberty he will um you know academically i know he's excited to get going he's got quite a business mind obviously having your own business goal before you even come to liberty i mean that's that's really cool in and of itself but i just feel like he's gonna be a great fit and so uh yeah we're excited for him i think he's gonna add a lot of speed to our lineup he's someone who uh, knows what to do. when He's got the puck on his stick. And, and uh, again, he's going to help us in an area where I really felt like we could really add some, some insurance and that's uh, adding some firepower to our lineup.
1: And let me follow up on that one a little bit, because your captains that you announced um, that there's, there's some seasoned vets. There some guys that have been around the block a little bit and uh, how important are they going to be your, uh, your season? Well, uh,
3: captains are super important and and we want guys who embody who we are at Liberty, right? You know, faith, uh, faith, uh, guys who want to be successful academically, guys who want to be leaders, and guys who want to leave a legacy at Liberty and leave it a better place than when they found it. And these are four guys who embody that. There are four guys who want to Uh, make our team a special team on and off the ice and guys who really want to invest in the rest of our players and i can't speak highly enough about these four men they're guys who've been with us for many years they're guys who play the game the right way uh in that that they are probably our four hardest working players on the team and i'm super excited to have them uh, in a leadership role and quite honestly guys who are going to uh who are going to really invest in our, in our current players. And so I'm super excited for them.
2: Well, I want to, I want to, I want to ask about uh, one of you leaders that you had that we had a, that bad injury last year with uh, Josh Frickson. It's want to get, it a few months now to see, fill us in on how he's doing and in his, uh, his recovery and everything.
3: Yeah. Thanks for asking. Josh is, is doing uh, a lot better. He actually just got married in May uh, to allison and, and they're living down in florida now and and he's doing quite well he uh you know he's 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 started back to golfing a little bit and to uh you know he's continuing to improve his health uh but still has a has a good road to recovery so um you know he's he's again it's it's a miracle that we're sitting here talking about Uh, him being able to play golf or him being able to get married or him being able to walk down the aisle or him, you know, uh, being able to be normal uh, after the tragedy that we all saw. And, And quite honestly, the miracle that God performed in his life.
2: Yeah. So, so talk, so take a little bit inside that. I mean, it was, it was pretty serious that what he, what he went through. Right. And so the, the fact that he's to this point, so take us a little bit inside of with, with what you want to share on that, but just like how, how bad it really was and how dire it may have seemed maybe for a period of time and, and how he was going to end up.
3: Yeah, sure. Absolutely. I'd be happy to, uh, Josh, when he left the ice rink that night, uh, we didn't know how bad it was, uh, I was in the back hallway with him when the game was going on. We we're waiting for the, uh, for the ambulance to show up and our athletic trainer and the doctor were there from the university and kept asking him if he had feeling in his left side. And he kept saying, no, he can't feel anything. And that's when I kind of knew it was, you know, it was different than any of the other ones I've been around before and all the years I have played plus 23 years coaching. And you know, there was a, a point there where he just didn't know what was going to happen. That, you know, so he, he leaves and we go back out to the game and the game ends. And, and I called, I found out he was going to Roanoke and my oldest son plays with the, with the doctor who's, who's the head uh, physician in Roanoke. So about 1030 at night, I got on the phone with him and he had just looked at stuff and he said, uh, Kirk, I want to prepare you for this is not good. And he said, I, I don't know if Josh will ever walk. And at that point, you know, I I it was kind of a sobering moment for me where I realized, okay, this is even way more serious than I thought it was. And so, you know, again, that that whole evening, you know, I'm getting calls from uh, from our chancellor of our school and from different people around the university, um, you know, asking how they can help out. They're they're talking to Josh's parents. Josh's parents happened to be at the game. And his fiance was so uh but do you know what God performed a miracle and and that night he was able to get surgery that next morning in roanoke uh the guy who the gentleman who did the surgery the doctor um he didn't know exactly what was gonna happen, but you know, in the days leading after after the surgery, uh you know we just saw miracle after miracle happen, and Josh's parents are wonderful people they. They uh embraced I felt like Josh's parents were encouraging us the whole time, which was was kind of weird right you you know you want to encourage them, and I felt like every time I went to the hospital, I was the one being encouraged, so uh you know they 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 saw this as an opportunity to tell others uh about god and to, and to really to showcase uh what God was doing in the life of Josh as he's sitting there quite honestly, not being able to do a whole lot. And I went up a few times that week. We took our, our players up there. I believe it was on the Monday. And uh, we bust them all up there and took them up there. And And the next time that we went up to see him, I went up to see him before, we bust him up there. And then when we bust him up there, he seemed to be doing a little better. And as, as the week went on, he started to progress. But really wasn't until that second week that we saw really uh, noticeable uh, improvement, where he was able to stand up, and you know, w- with help from the doctors and stuff like that, and and you could start to see that maybe, you know, he had a chance to kind of get himself back to where he could function uh, normally again, or as normally as he could. But you know, it was it was a it was an unbelievable uh, situation. It's one that I've never had to deal with before. I, I really felt like, uh, in hindsight, we probably shouldn't have played on the Saturday night. Uh, we played on the Friday, and I called our guy Saturday morning and said, "How's everyone feeling about Saturday?" You know, and the guy said, "You know that that they're ready to play." And Sunday, Uh just realized that like that probably wasn't a good idea. You know, probably probably guys were put in a tough situation on Saturday night, and and uh, you know, I think in the moment you really, you know, we talked to our guys later about it. I think in the moment you really aren't fully comprehending the full effect of it because you haven't had time to think about it. Right. So well, part of it is you want to go was, out there and,
2: and you want to, you, maybe you want to play You say like, let's go out there and play for him. Let's go out there and put it out on the ice. So, but you know, at that kind of that moment, but then you think about like, maybe just our heart weren't in it because we were thinking about Josh too.
3: Yeah. And I think even from a practical, like you're, you're hundred percent. Right. I think even from a practical standpoint, our guys were afraid to take a hit, you know, or to lay a hit. Right. And just like, I think about that and thinking, wow, you know it makes sense right but in, in the moment having never have gone through that particular situation you don't understand the full effects of it from a mental standpoint so like you know the, the the university was amazing with us they they provide all the resources necessary each one of our players had an opportunity to meet with a counselor some some uh people stayed in counseling for a while uh to try and get through it some uh, guys went uh you know, uh, just with the initial time and, and we're okay. But a lot of guys, you know, chose to journey along with, with someone for a while until, you know, until they were able to kind of fully come to grips with it. But at the same time, I think you see in Josh's progress really helped us all out.
1: Yeah. i was just going to say that, uh, Kirk, because as, as tragic as it was, and thankfully, um, that it, it wasn't any worse, uh, it does kind of pull people together and i think it puts a little perspective into things like that life can change in an instant and then on the same token god makes a a move and uh all of a sudden you realize hey there's a higher power at work here it's not just us
3: well and i think that that was the encouraging part to me i think you know even talking to his parents i talked to his dad quite a bit and you know we were texting back and forth and i i just truly believe that uh, when it happened, his dad said to me, "Huh, this is his mom and I are supposed to be here in Roanoke for a while. We thought we were going to Florida for a vacation, but we're supposed to be here." And I remember thinking to myself, "Like, wow, like that doesn't even seem right that that you'd have that perspective after what's going on here." But it was just a, it was a God given strength that him and his wife had, and and just an opportunity for them to be like, "Hey." Don't feel bad about us like let's figure out how we can all come together link arms together and be here for each other and and for us it was such a such a great lesson for our our young men at liberty to be able to see firsthand well there's no easy transition i'm
1: glad it's uh that josh is doing well and, and making uh progress but Uh, If we can, let's talk about this schedule one more time. We had you on when the first, uh, you know, you were talking about the bits and pieces. It's out there now. I I look at it and I go, oh, my goodness, this is a championship um, schedule. And I mean that in a couple of ways. I mean it in the way that you're competing with the best of the best. But you've done it um, really in a unique way, I think, because you look at Uh, You know, you open up with your tryouts and then you have North Carolina State coming to Lynchburg and then you get Minot State and then you turn right around and go to Minot State. So let's start right there. How tough are those first four games going to be and how do you expect them to uh, better your program?
3: Yeah, well, you know, it's interesting. I think one of the things that that we learned from this past year was I would rather be 18 and 14 than 28 and four. And know what it's like to be battle tested throughout the year. I think sometimes when you go twenty-eight and four and you're beating teams five, three and you're not playing well, but you're still beating them, it doesn't expose things like it does when you're playing the top team. So we for for our program, our one of our goals is to be uh to be a program that has one of the top schedules in the country. And so I believe that, you know, God's given us that opportunity to be able to to have that. To your point, we have an older lineup this year, and so playing Minot right off the bat, I talked to some different people in amongst our program, our strength coach, captains. I talked to other other parts of our coaching staff. Uh, I talked to our sports performance guys and said, "Guys, listen, why should we play, or should we play Minot? And if we should," it has to fit in at the beginning of the year. It's the only way to to make the schedule work. And every single person said, absolutely do it. And one of our guys, our chaplain for our program, who's not a hockey guy, who's a soccer guy said, listen, you wanna motivate your guys all summer? Play those four games at the beginning of the year and it'll keep them motivated all summer. And I thought, you know what? He's absolutely right. This is a guy who's been around sports for 40 some years. He knows, and so for us, It's a great opportunity to play them four times there, and then we get them again in Chicago. We get uh, Minot, UNLV, and UCO, and you might say, wow, those are three tough teams back-to-back-to-back. Yeah, at Nationals, you're going to have to play four games like that to win. So we want to test her at the beginning of the year in September. We'll get one again in November, and then we'll get one, obviously, at the National Tournament. So for us, it's different barometers that we'll have throughout the year.
1: I think you may have just broke news for us on the Chicago showcase. And now I think, and I got to get to Chicago again because the last time I was there, it was a terrific tournament. Yeah. Um, yeah.
2: Nick Raboni told me today when I saw him at the development camp that uh, they were going to go to Chicago. So I knew that, that UNLV's involvement of that today. But but yeah, on the Liberties uh, website, it has UNLV, Minot State, Central Oklahoma, who they're going to play. So it's uh, good stuff. That's really good stuff. That's a, that's a good gauntlet. Uh, that that's a that's a premier uh, sh- that's a premier uh, ACHA event. I think every year is that uh, Chicago showcase. Uh, so why was it important? You felt like you wanted to be involved with that. I think you kind of touched on it playing those top teams like that, but just being involved in that.
3: Well, I actually give Joe a lot of credit there in, in Chicago. When I talked to him, we actually weren't going this year, and we had kind of gone back and forth on it. And I said to him, "Listen." Uh I love going to these showcases but or or to these uh to these events, but I'd rather be a showcase instead of a tournament and the reason why is I wanna know who I'm playing ahead of time. So I don't want to have to go in pool A and pool B. And then if you win, you know, you you know who you're playing your first game. You don't know who you're playing your second. You don't know who you're playing your third. I'd rather it be a little more predictable. And I believe the top top teams in the country do as well. I'm sure if you got UCO, I'm sure if you got UNLV, I'm sure if you got Minot, I'm sure if you got Ohio, Adrian, Maryville. uh, On these calls, Arizona's, you know, the air teams who are going there, they would say, ha. I want to know who I'm playing and I want to play the top teams. Uh, you know, the top programs want to play top teams. They don't want to go there and, and win a game 10, nothing, eight, nothing, and spend all that time and money going there.
1: Yeah. Good stuff. When you, uh, uh, and I'll, I'll stay off the schedule a little bit. Cause I'm sure we'll talk to you more on it as the season gets going. But uh, a couple of teams that jump out to me, uh, Kirk, uh, Syracuse and Stony Brook—they're—they're they're a little different, but uh, you get Syracuse and Stony Brook kind of uh, back-to-back weekends. Once in your building with Syracuse, and then off to Stony Brook. Um, tell us if you can the uh, the idea behind that and another midnight mayhem game.
3: Yeah, well, uh, Syracuse—you know—used to have a real strong program, and last couple of years has taken a backseat. The uh, the new uh, coaching staff they have there now used to be at Oswego State and. Yeah, He's done a great job, and I really believe that they're an up-and-coming program and will be uh, continuing their their climb up again this year. Stony Brook, Chris uh, Garofalo, I've known him for 20, 23, 24 years. Uh, we've played against each other, both at ACHA Division II, ACHA Division One, and he always has a top program. Last year, we're just outside of the national tournament. This year, with the uh, tournament being now 24 teams, uh, you know, I truly believe Stony Brook's a top ten team and will be a top ten team this year. So uh, we play them usually four times the uh, last few years, and and uh, you know, they're 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 always a great test up on Long Island.
2: Wait, is that news too? Is the is the tournament expanding?
3: Maybe I broke it in, uh, <laughs> but uh, I think that that's that's what I'm hearing. It's going to 24 teams. Wow. Um, you better ask John Hogan. You better ask John Hogan or someone a little smarter than me. No, no, I. I, gotta, I, I, gotta I, I was watching the a little video today about again. the. <laughs> what,
2: what's that? Oh, go ahead, Scott. You have to change it to the top twenty-four podcast. Yeah, <laughs> that's right.
3: That's right. Well, it's good. I, I, I believe if it does, if if I am right, and that's what I'm hearing is right, and it does go to twenty-four teams. I think what you'll see is a lot of teams like Stony Brook and Utah. And schools like that who should have been there last year, uh, given that opportunity to be there, or you know, obviously I think Stony Brook would be a lot higher this year. I think they'll be a real strong team this year. It'll give someone else who's in that position an opportunity to to be there and to compete for the national championship.
2: Yeah, that's always one of the toughest things is when you're you're in that top eighteen or 17, 18, but because you got these you get the auto bids, which are fine. I mean, it, it's, you know, we see that in f- different college sports with auto bids taking spots in, in, to- in tournaments, but uh, it kind of avoids them being bumped out because of that and maybe still get an opportunity to compete.
3: Absolutely, and you know the talent in the ACHA has 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 increased significantly over the last few years. You know, I, I interesting. I was kind of giving the the Ohio coach a hard time the other day. I said, "Man, it's unbelievable the guys he's bringing in the North American players and and the and the tier two players in Canada." But you know, all joking aside, I said, "Hey, I'm thankful that you're doing that because it's making everyone compete and work harder, and then therefore elevating the whole league." And there's nothing but positive that's gonna come of that. People who say, Oh well, you know, how are they doing this? Listen, it's making everyone better. It's making everyone push harder and and that's what elevates the talent in the ACHA. And and where I where I'm at in the last, you know, twenty three years and really twenty-seven years, twenty-eight years I've been involved as a as a player and as a coach, I've really been able to see the whole league elevate itself and really the last three years it's been fantastic hockey
1: kirk i i just got a couple more for you on my end then i promise we'll let you go because i know it's getting late out there but um we had caitlin hogan on the new women's coach at uh arizona and to tell you how big liberty hockey is around the country she she immediately said you know we're not going to start playing until next year but we, we want to be one of the teams that can compete with, with Liberty and try to take them off the top notch. <laughs> and we're going like, wow, uh, this is Tucson, Arizona we're talking about, and they're talking about your women's program. Um, that, that says something about the entire school at, at Liberty.
3: For sure. Uh, Chris Lowe's has done a fantastic job. Actually, funny story. We were talking about this the other day. Chris coached our men's division two team for probably seven or eight years. And, and our women's coach, we were looking for a new women's coach. And I brought him into my office and was talking to him and said, hey, Chris, would you ever consider doing it? He said, I don't know. I've never even thought about it. And he said, you know what? I'm going to go home and talk to my wife tonight. His wife was a softball player at Liberty and a, a very good softball player. And so he came back the next day and said, yeah. Uh, he said, I, I think I want to do it. And Chris has done a wonderful job of elevating our women's program and continuing to take over the foundation that was set there before he came in. And and, and really, you know, uh, year in and year out has, has really made himself, uh, you know, a household name in women's hockey. But even Chris was talking to us about, the, you know, there's a lot more teams who are, who are knocking on their door instead of just, you know, sometimes you see one or two teams now it's four or five teams even in women's hockey you know you've got adrian indiana tech miami midland you know you start to see a lot more teams now in the mix maryville has been a lot better uh john hogan's done a wonderful job with that program but you see all these people who are there knocking on the door uh of liberty and uh, i you know again i go back and say listen this year liberty won two games in overtime to extend their streak at the national tournament but you know boy it was hard it was a lot harder this year than it has been years gone by all right
1: my final one for you is uh talk a little bit more about these recruits that you're bringing in and how you're making the uh the flames uh even better than before well who's the firepower where's the strength going to be uh, what are we going to be looking for when things get rolling uh, in september
3: yeah, we uh we talked about Mason Smith earlier, uh one of our two Fords we've added. We've added another guy named uh another guy who's out of uh uh Raleigh Durham actually, named Ryan Finch. Grew up playing in Raleigh, played in the North American League, uh in Kenai for the last couple of years. He's he's a guy who's who's a real dynamic player. He'll he'll uh, he'll be a big impact player for us as well. Uh and then on the back end we've added uh three guys Marty Marknaus, he uh he played in, the, in a little bit in the North America and played in the NCDC uh as well this past year. We've added guy Kevin Bight who's a, a NCAA NCA Division Three transfer who knows a guy Jason Foltz on our team and and uh actually we had before he went to Johnson Wales we had talked to him about coming to Liberty. And then the the third defenseman we've had is a guy named Owen Legowski who uh we've known for for years he's come to visit liberty over the past uh couple of years maybe over the past two or three summers and uh again a guy he's a he's a big six foot three 205 pound defenseman who uh plays a real physical style of game and and uh really adds an extra element of muscle on the back end but is a very smart player and Again, all these players fit the culture that we want at Liberty. All these players want to come to Liberty and desire to be a part of what we have going on here. So those are the guys we've added. Potentially, we're going to add uh, one more here in the next couple of weeks. We're, we're working through that right now. But uh, really like the veteran lineup that, that we have and then sprinkling in these, uh, these new recruits as well.
1: All right, Steven, you got one final one for Kirk before we let him go.
2: Yeah, Kerr, I guess I just want to ask you about just the outlook of the season. You're coming off, uh, you know, you're coming off a, a really good season, a deep tournament run. Um, you met, we met, talked about the tough schedule coming up uh, this year. Obviously, there's always aspirations to win the uh, the national championship, but where do you feel like you guys can get to? Uh, this season do you feel like you're gonna have a good enough team to 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 really contend for uh, a national championship there in St. Louis uh, which it's exciting that's going back to St. Louis I loved when the tournament was there that was a great time and I'm excited for it there but uh, that you guys have a chance to be right there in the mix
3: yeah, it's a great venue in St. Louis uh, they did an excellent job hosting the tournament I, I really feel like there's ten there's uh, there's right now about ten teams who will be kind of the cream of the crop I feel like there's in there five teams who could be in that 10 so really 15 teams who can compete for national championship and and we feel like we're getting a great opportunity to play uh the majority of those teams throughout the the season it'll give us a great barometer of where we're at obviously i i believe that great goaltending strength on the back end and 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 strength down the middle are big keys for you and and you know our, our our rock of our team is our our goaltender hunter rostick who's uh, I oh, think he was he was you, outstanding in the
2: in Boston in the tournament man. He really well, stood on his head in, in in some of those games, in those games, Yeah, he's
3: fantastic. He's a fantastic person and and he's really, you know, I would say if, if a goalie could be a captain, I mean, I guess he could be. But, but uh Hunter's a leader on our team and and he's he's a back backdrop of what we're doing and and, you know, the air guys we have on the back end, you know, we've added th- three new strong components on the back end. You know, we, we've we lost Colin. He, he was a big part of our team. Uh, but we've also added some scoring punch up front. So, you know, I really like the guys we have coming back. I like our mentality. I tell people this all the time it's easy to get caught up this time of the year and whoa, this team's bringing this person or these guys coming here. But at the end of the day, I truly believe that God's brought each player to our program. And it's my job as a coach and our job as a coaching staff to make the best use of every piece of the puzzle we have and to get guys linked arms together on day one and to continue down this road until uh, the national championship. And, uh, what I tell people all the time is we want to control, not the result, but we want to control the process. So we want to do the little things every day to make ourselves and to put ourselves in a great spot. And in doing that, we get a great opportunity with our schedule to see where we're at, not only September, not only October, not only November, not only December, but January and February before we get to March. So we got to worry about, you know, who we are in August and then September and kind of work our way through until March and not think, hey, we want to get to national tournament. No, what are we doing every day to put ourselves in a great spot to be at our best come uh march when we go to st louis
1: i was just going to ask you to uh to give us a recruiting pitch but you did it on your own so i'm ready to sign coach if i got any eligibility (laughs) left i'll be there to play for you
3: (laughs) you you guys are 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 too kind i i i really enjoy doing this and listen i think at the end of the day the idea you have to to uh to continue to grow college hockey i think it's a phenomenal idea and we're really seeing the you know, the fruits of of the labor of people years and years before I got here uh, who have continued and wanted to grow something special here in the ACHA. Well, I'm going to tell you two
1: things. First of all, I was very close to calling you about two weeks ago because uh, I was considering coming out for the draft in Nashville. And I thought, you know, I'm not too far from you. I might have to sneak up to, <laughs> to Lynchburg. Uh, And that didn't work out. But you know what? With this schedule and some time in September, I may need to look at uh, coming out for a
3: visit. Well, I would love it if you came out here and we could uh, showcase uh, for you what Liberty has to offer.
1: Anytime, my friend. I will work on the schedule and see if I can't make it work. So thank you for your time. Thanks for re-upping with us again. You were the guy that started this all. and. Uh, Kirk, I've had three people, three coaches call me today and go, Hey, I, I want to become a partner with you guys because it sounds like these guys are getting ahead of us.
3: <laughs> so well, not hey, hey, good it's or not, it's, but, it's, but it's been it's, it's been mutually beneficial. I, I say this, any way we can get our, our name out there and, and Liberty's name out there and, and really showcase in a special way what uh, what what the ACHA is doing, I think is an awesome opportunity.
1: Thank you, Kirk. I appreciate it. Uh, We'll be in touch very soon, okay? All right, guys. Have a blessed night. I appreciate it. That's the head coach from Liberty University, Kirk Handy, joining us. Uh, Steven and I will be back in just a few minutes to wrap up another episode of the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast.
0: Play at the premier ACHA D1 men's program on the East Coast and prepare yourself for life and career at Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia. Sellout crowds, top competition, and championship aspirations await you on our picturesque campus with state-of-the-art facilities, gifted faculty, and over 700 programs of study to help you make an impact on and off the ice, as well as your community training as a champion for Christ. If your faith in yourself and your beliefs are equally as strong, see if Liberty Hockey and Liberty University is right for you. Visit us at liberty.edu. First-class facilities are all a part of the ACHA experience at Adrian College. The Bulldogs look to raise their third national championship banner in the last five years at Arrington Ice Arena, one of the best facilities in all, college hockey. Get a big school hockey feel with all of the educational advantages of a private education. For more information, go to adrianbulldogs.com or adrian.edu. development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. Gensel banks it towards the goal, he scores! McCarr. McCarr. He scores! Stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. Oh, my goodness gracious me! Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. When you put on that Central Oklahoma Broncos jersey, you represent a championship culture on the ice and in the classroom. Two-time ACHA M1 national champions, four-time WCHL champions, and named a best in the West college by US News and World Report, UCO hits all of the benchmarks for an elite college hockey experience. Our Edmond, Oklahoma campus, which is just minutes from downtown Oklahoma City, has over 100 areas of study and over 200 student organizations to help you find your fit. Whether it's our stunning 210-acre campus or our NCAA-level hockey environment, go to uco.edu or ucohockey.com and see if Oklahoma's Metropolitan University is for you. Hello, hockey
3: fans. This is Jesse Lowell, captain of the Arizona Wildcats, and you are listening to the Great West College Hockey Podcast.
0: UNLV Rebel Hockey, located in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, is proud to partner with Ice Time Hockey Southwest. As a premier ACHA Division I university, UNLV offers a unique chance to play college hockey. Experience a pro setting in Hockey Mad Las Vegas while you earn your degree in any of our over 300 majors in one of the world's destination cities. If this sounds right for you, then visit us at rebelhockey.com to get your future started today, as San Diego State begins its first season of ACHAM1 hockey, be a part of the foundation as the Aztecs look to build a new chapter in the city's long hockey history. In addition to our growing hockey program, the more than thirty-six thousand SDSU students in our many degree programs, from bachelors to doctorate, enjoy the best of higher education and lifestyle. Go to SDSU edu to see if our unique diverse experiences for you and visit sdsuhockey.com to support the top college hockey program in california oklahoma sooners hockey celebrating 20 years of big hits 20 years of big saves and 20 years of big goals go to ouhockey.net and get your season or single game tickets to see the sooners take on national powers not state Missouri State, and, of course, rival Central Oklahoma. Single game tickets are just $10 apiece, while OU students and staff are free with their ID. Youth hockey players are also free if they wear their jerseys. 20 years of Oklahoma Sooners Hockey, the action you crave, only faster. Welcome back to another segment of ITHSW Podcasts, American Collegiate Hockey Top 20.
1: Indeed, it is the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 podcast. Scott Strandy with you tonight from a very sultry and warm Palm Springs, California. My co host is always Stephen Marsh from that beautiful championship city now of Las Vegas, Nevada. Stephen uh, Kirk is always great. Uh, we always enjoy having him on and having his insight. Uh, and, uh, you know, he's been really good. I told you off air, he was the first one to sign on with us as a partner. And listen to what he's done for us right now because we just added uh, the University of Georgia Ice Dog. So let me play their spot right now as we get them prepared for a full season, uh, a full calendar year, actually, of uh, joining us. So hold on.
0: Looking to extend your hockey career at a high level? Then the University of Georgia could be the place for you. Ice Dogs Hockey is an NCAA-style experience and championship culture combined with classic rivalries, big-time athletics, and an elite academic institution. Go to ugahockey.com to start your journey and see if you can continue to help build a limitless future ahead for University of Georgia Hockey.
1: You get it. He's uh, he's bringing on hockey teams from everywhere, and this is the non varsity version of uh, of college hockey. So we love the support.
2: Yeah, we talk a lot of times, and we he kind of alluded to that when he's watching to see what other teams are or players are are bringing in, or you know what the teams are bringing in player wise, and how you know maybe one team wants to try to outdo it uh, in a way, and then uh, and then we think about this and and that you said that other teams are seeing that Kirk and Liberty are on board. So they want to, they want to get on board and, 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 and get involved. So it's, uh, it kind of, it's like a trickle down effect, uh, uh, trickle down economics. That was a thing, right? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> <Nice>. maybe, <laughs> I don't know if it was a very successful thing, so maybe we, we don't <laughs> want to be quite that, but, <laughs> but still, it, it seems to be some positive. You know,
1: you know our- what it is though, it's bringing all of like-minded teams together. That was the, that were, when I told you, I want to change the name of this and I wanted to focus differently. It was all about bringing like-minded you get some, you know, and I don't want to knock any teams, but you get some teams that are there to kind of, you know, enjoy the sport, go through the motions. That's fine. But then you have another group. And I think Kirk mentioned it. Uh, he looks at it as maybe like there's 10 teams that are really competitive for winning a national championship. And then maybe five more that are right there. Well, I really believe from what I've seen that we might eventually see 25, maybe 30 teams that are competing every single year to win a championship.
2: Yeah, I agree with that. And I think that number that he mentioned, the 10, I think that's higher than maybe it even was several years ago where it seemed like it was maybe four or five teams that would always be have a chance. But now it seems like the teams are getting better and there's more teams that are are have that mindset of, wanting to play not just to have fun but to try to win and compete and to win a championship and and it's given more teams an opportunity to to uh to do that and i think we've seen that in the national tournament the last uh several years is a few years that uh teams have have a chance and even even though the minots and the adrians might still pull it off the games are a lot more competitive than maybe they w- were once uh were at the at that time i mean I mean you know we made a deep run a couple of years ago. Liberties got got further than I think they ever did last year. So it's it's showing how it's uh it's it's changing and it's getting better and better every year and and uh, it sounds like there's maybe even going to be more teams involved in the tournament going forward here uh, which just made, uh, breaking news. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean it seems like that's maybe I don't know if that's something that's obviously going to be in play for this season but maybe down the road when they Go forward with that, but it uh, doesn't sound like it's official. But sounds like it's heading that way, which which would be great if it does. It goes to twenty four teams. I don't think it would, it would really change too much about it. I understand, understand that, you know, it's a certain limited amount of time, so trying to get through um, more games. But you know, theoretically, you could have the the top four teams maybe get a double buy and you maybe then you'd have still twenty teams go that first couple of days, get it down to, you know. Eight teams or something, and maybe you know, make it more of a of a prize for the top four teams to to um, to get that top four spot uh, because uh, you know then it makes it a little bit easier. Right now, they kind of do have that. I mean, they play one game against a team that has to play the day before, but then they get a day off in between, and they make the run. So I think that helps. But but uh, you know, but it also can be dangerous too because then you have teams that maybe will have played two games before you would play one. So I mean I, it could be pros and cons. So we'll see how it all shakes out if it becomes official. But um but yeah that's I just shows you how, how how it's expanding too and giving more teams an opportunity uh to, if they get that opportunity to compete on that kind of stage and it only could be good things for the ACHA.
1: Yep, totally agree with you. Wow, that uh that went by really quick. <laughs> uh we always wonder what we're gonna do in the summertime and I keep telling you there is so much hockey to talk about. That's what
2: you say. So you keep telling me no hibernation.
1: Yeah, there's no hibernation. No way. Um and I'll tell you right now that when you look at his roster it's really really good and and I'll bring it up again. We put it out on uh, social media yesterday. If you're interested in in becoming a partner with us and and I truly believe this. I I, I like to listen to the spots that uh Paul does for for schools and um you know everybody's got a unique situation liberty is different than unlv unlv is different than arizona arizona is different than stony Brook or or indiana tech or adrian or any of those schools or maryville and and you look at them and you go you know what why can't they promote what they have what they think because there's way too many players um out there that need to find spots to play and maybe you know, hopefully what we do is give them a chance to experience something that uh, they maybe they weren't thinking about Liberty, or maybe they were thinking about Liberty, but now decided they wanted to play at Adrian. I mean, it's uh, they're all different. They're all unique, and that's the idea behind it. So uh, we hopefully give them a very affordable way to market themselves. We love having the coaches on. That's part of the deal. Uh, each coach will get two um two shows basically their own, or they can put their captains on. They can put themselves on assistant coaches, uh, whoever they want. It's, it's kind of their show. So we, we love having it. Uh, it's a great way to kick off the season, uh, the new season for us. And that's why Kirk candy and Liberty was a perfect fit in my mind.
2: And, and can we say that that Chicago may be coming the new hotbed for, for hockey? I mean, the, we know that the, the Chicago showcase for the ACHA is usually well done and, and well ran, but now, it's going to be, they're going to be rubbing shoulders with, uh, with Bedard and the Blackhawks. So, yeah, you, you might like, just
1: stay in uh, Chicago the whole month of November <laughs> or whatever.
2: Well, I thought, I, I thought, about, I I looked at that. I thought, well, maybe it's the same weekend, but, but the, the Golden Knights opener with Chicago, uh, or, or their opener, Chicago's opener with the Golden Knights is in, uh, October. And then, uh, this is in November. So it's two separate months. You, so, you want to uh, see if we can uh,
1: find a place for you to stay out there? You can just kind of
2: stay out in
1: Chicago <laughs> for a little while.
2: No, I,
1: I'm okay.
0: <laughs> Take it away, and, uh, my friend. We'll yeah. say good
2: night. <laughs> stay right here in uh, in good old in good old championship city of Las Vegas. I'll okay, okay, all right. From the Summer Skate Studios, this is the American Collegiate Top, Hockey Top Twenty Podcast, presented by IceTimeHockeyWest.com. Liberty University. Bring your faith and your game to the premier ACHA M one program on the East Coast. See us at liberty.edu. Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com with three Valley locations and across the country at BehindTheMask.com. We keep you supplied with all of the gear you need all season long. University of Central Oklahoma, first class experience on and off the ice. For more information, go to uco.edu or ucohockey.com. Uh, Jesse Ray's Barbecue, lunch, catering, denning in or out, or just getting our award-winning barbecue sauce. Uh, They really could use the support right now, I'm sure still right now, at their Henderson location, which is 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. Uh, UNLV Hockey, follow the Skate and Rebels Championship quest. For schedule and ticket information, go to rebelhockey.com. Topgolf, reserve a bay or a meeting room for your next corporate outing at topgolf.com. Adrian College, championship hockey culture, and a nationally rated small private school education at adrianbulldogs.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. With Caesars Rewards, members can enjoy rates as low as $10 a room. University of Arizona Hockey. Visit arizonawildcathockey.org and become part of one of the West's most historic hockey programs. Summer Skates, order your custom koozies or shower shoes at summerskates.com and show your game in style. San Diego State Hockey, sun, sand, and hockey, as well as a top-flight education at sdsu.edu and sdsuhockey.com. Jets Pizza, go to jetspizza.com to find one of our over 400 locations in 20 states nationwide. Oklahoma University Hockey, the action you crave, only faster at ouhockey.net. The American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network and is live every week on the Podbean app and is available on your favorite podcast platform at ITHSW Podcast. All one word. Again, search ITHSW Podcast. All one word. Subscribe, rate, and review any of our podcasts to help others find the show.
1: Very well done, my friend. I will say a big and a very nice welcome and thank you to uh kirk Handy, all the job that he's done help us uh get where we're at i'm so thrilled to have him on and appreciate him coming on and talking uh late night hockey for him he doesn't come on till 9 30 9 40 uh eastern time so we love having him on and spending his time so thank you kirk thank you liberty university for all that you do and steven no hibernation my friend it's development camp time and tomorrow night you and i are talking the pro hockey west report
2: yep one more day of development camp out here in uh, in Vegas, then we'll do a podcast, and then maybe I can get a little hibernation. No, energy. no, you're not. No, you're
1: not. And, and the Kings are just starting up their uh, development camp tomorrow, and the uh, Ducks will be rounding it out with a scrimmage on Friday. So lots of things to talk about, a lot of movement, too. So you won't want to miss the Pro Hockey West report tomorrow, 8.30 p.m. Pacific time. It's our podcast after dark special. We'll, uh, we'll keep things rolling. All right. Know. All right. We'll take it out with little Roger Klein, the peacemaker, De Niro.